We just out here skating, you know, every day we do so. Let's fucking sir! Let's go! We in this bitch. I really didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is modern day hippie shit. Three, two, one, and we are live, ladies and gentlemen. What's good, people? Welcome back for another episode of MDH TV. How are you guys all doing? You know, stop, stop the vi or stop the podcast. Go to our Instagram and let us know how how y'all are doing. Or Drake, he might put a you know poll at the bottom of this. You know, let us know how y'all doing or something. How how you been, man? Man, I've been good. But speaking of how I've been, man, because this has really halted my life in ways that I can't even explain. If you see a spider crawling around behind me, please let me know, bro. There's been like this spider I've been trying to kill for like three days. And I haven't even been able to sleep here because I'm terrified of like bugs, especially spiders. So like, yeah, let me know if you see this nigga crawling around. Damn, that's crazy. This dude is training mixed martial arts and he's scared bro, of spiders. Because like, they're just so unpredictable, you feel me? I feel like they're very predictable. How? You feel me? Like, seldom will you see a spider, you know, just attack a human being. <laughs> Whenever humans get bit by a spider, they're usually, uh, like, by the spider. That's what I'm saying. I'm right next to these niggas, to this nigga. But he probably hiding from you. Yeah, I'm hiding you from you. You're a him. giant to the spider. And at that, you're eight giants to the spider because it has eight eyes. So like that, that I feel like that nigga's probably terrified, bro. But I'm terrified too. Like that's bro. I really like. I don't know what it is about. I don't even think it's like I'm scared they're gonna bite me. It's just something about bugs that just like I don't know, man. No, I feel you. Like I used to be that way, but then like I started to realize I'm like, and I I kind of found this out with uh the deer on my campus, like. There was this one deer and it had like some big ass antlers. And I was like, dang, like if this nigga charging me, like I might be dead. But then like, I just took a step and he ran away. And I'm like, he more scared of me than I am of him. And like, I kind of like, I don't know if it's the same for bugs, but I kind of like keep that mindset with bugs. So I'm but, like. But I'm also scared of like, of stepping on them. That's the thing. Because, so you said you was trying to kill the spider though. Yeah, because I got some spray now. So I'm gonna spray his I'm gonna do a <laughs> I'm gonna light his ass up with that spray, but yeah, I'm scared to step on him because what if they have babies? Like what if she pregnant? Like the spider pregnant. You're I, gonna kill it. But the baby's gonna fucking bust out and I'm gonna have hella wow. baby spiders. Bro, that happened to somebody to somebody my sister now. That's funny. I mean like <laughs> Uh, whenever, like, I, I find, like, a bug or something and, like, I can, like, kind of just release it outside, I try to, 
So I'm like, I don't want to kill this bug just for being curious. Like, no, nah, fuck that, bro. You they have the whole world to roam freely, and they want to stay here. You want to come here? Maybe they got confused. I mean, I don't know what happens. You know, please. Or no, no, I don't like when people like are outside and they kill bugs. Come on, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't want shooting on there like land. Yeah. I don't go out of my way to kill bugs. First of all, because I'm too scared of them. Second of all, because that's fucked up. Like, why would I just, you feel me? And, and you know, you know what sucks for ants is like, an ant can't even see like in our same dimension. So they're probably, they, they probably think we're like natural disasters for them or something. Like something yeah. they can't like, like can't even explain. Like when you like take a step, it's like, Boom! Yeah, and it's like just shaking like, down there, and they're like, ah! And you see them like all running, like all crazy. Yeah, it's like you're just trying to step on the amp real fast. <laughs> you keep missing, but like, um, nah. What maybe, like, bro? Imagine they're religious. They're probably like the gods fucking hate me. <laughs> <laughs> retreat, retreat. Oh nah, like I think, um, what made me like kind of get over my you know, just like ick from bugs is uh, I follow these accounts on Instagram now and they show like up close portraits of bugs and they got, they got like little faces and I'm like, <laughs> these dudes is kind of like us, bro. No, I, <laughs> that's funny as fuck that you said they got little faces. Cause I'm like, if I step on this dude, like he got a face, bro. Like, see, that's, ick, ick, yeah, that's, know? You know what? When I was a kid, I used to step on cockroaches like they were nothing. Like they were fucking shoes. I used to step on them. But then uh, I remember st- this was like kind of when I was a little bit older, like maybe middle school. I remember stepping on one and I felt its guts like explode under my foot, like as I stepped on it. And ever since ever since that day, I haven't been able to step on cockroaches the same. Because I always feel like I feel bad. I feel like, like I'm really like squeeze the life out <laughs> exactly bro like stepping on this nigga <laughs> stepping on these niggas <laughs> yeah but what you been up to though man I, <laughs> you feel me going to work making beats you feel me <clears throat> really fun you know like because because now i feel like listening to music it's like damn near something to learn from now so like it it makes me want to go listen to music that I'm not familiar with to like learn from it and like just to listen to it because it's tight. And I was listening to Prince today and this nigga, this song Little Red Corvette is so fucking hard because he's literally talking about a thought ass bitch. I don't know the song, but he's like, Little Red Corvette. I think you you going way too fast. Like me, she just running through these niggas. You need oh. to slow it down, find something that lasts. It's just hard as fuck. You should listen to it. Type, type, type. Yeah. What about you? What you been, what you been? You know, I've been going to work. You feel me? Uh, We lost, you know, one of our listeners. Rest in peace. Nah, he ain't died, but. He he got a promotion, you know, actually. Shout out to him. You know, Maurice, if you listen, shout out to you. But right, he was hey, like my, shout out Maurice, bro. Yeah, he uh he was like the second big boss, like second in command at um the warehouse. And he just got 
promoted to this other warehouse, so he liked that big boss there. But Did yeah, he he told me he was like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be out. But we supposed to go shooting. I'm still holding you to that. Like we going to the gun ring. He got like AKs and shit. He gonna let me shoot him. Damn, nigga, what the fuck? Yeah. Damn. Okay, Maurice. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he ready. But um. Yeah. Uh, what was you gonna say? Nothing. I was just gonna ask like what else was going on. Oh. Yeah, um, working. I've been working on beats, you know, creating some, you know, sounds that I like. Um, that I, I want to do stuff with. I kind of want to make like an instrumental album, you know, because like I'll be making beats and I'm like, I don't even know if I want to say anything on this or what I would say on this. But um, other than that, I've been editing videos, you know, trying to get videos up. Oh. I forgot. I went to Harlem for the first time on Saturday mm-hmm. to watch the homie perform. This dude I work with, um, you know, it was a lot of technical difficulties. Uh, so the performance didn't go that you know well, but you know, uh, the comedy show was pretty good. You know, was it like people there that like famous comedians or just like? I mean, there was like this dude that's been in movies and stuff, but like. It was just like it was my first comedy show I've ever been to. So I was there like um and like you just got to see people be people and like it made me realize why Joe Rogan loves comedy so much and like Dave Chappelle like when they were young and went to a comedy show at like 13, 14, like they fell in love with it cuz like you in there and you like really see adults be adults like their kids, but they like using the most vulgar language. They was talking about like half the jokes was about bitches and fucking. And like there was like it was funny as fuck. But um there was like this nigga, he was a bus driver for Metro, and he was just like shitting on all the races and shit. And it was like how people actually feel and how they like what they actually want to say, but can't nowadays because like cancel culture and censorship but since it was at the comedy store and it was actually the first black comedy owned um you know show or venue whatever in harlem so that's what's up but um you know since it's just like it was so nice because nobody cared about getting canceled because one you know it was a bunch of black people and two like it was a comedy show. So you like saying like how people really feel without like feeling like you offending nobody. And it was just like a great thing to see. It like, it kind of gave me hope for America. But then like, I realized most of them was like older, like the people there, like uh, middle age and up type stuff. So I was like, dang, like that's the last generation we got low key. Yeah. Cause like, I don't got faith in ours. Because, like, a lot of people from Argent, well, from Chip, damn near almost all the generations, it seemed like, but I guess from specifically ours was, like, the feedback that Dave Chappelle got for the one that he did on Netflix or, like, his Netflix special, which was, like, I don't know. It, I mean, he said some crazy shit, but, like, people, people till this day, people, like, I think like what six months ago, maybe he got tackled and damn near beat up, damn near killed. killed. Yeah, for for making jokes. 
So yeah, and, I, I do. And um, I don't know if you uh watched his school, his old school in D.C. or like the D.M.V. area, somewhere around there. It was like a, you know, like the, fuck, you know how Valley was a magnet school, right? It was like a middle school magnet school type shit for um performing arts. And um, he went there, I think, like, through high school. Maybe it was high school. And they wanted to name the theater after him. But this mom went on Fox News and was like, I can't believe they're going to do this. Went, went there the same year as him and stuff. Because it came out, like, after the closer. They wanted to name the theater after him. Mm-hmm. And people begin on my ass because I say theater and it's not theater. Bro, fuck you. Theater sound better to me. But um, theater, theater. I feel yeah. like theater. I feel like theater is like the class. No, theater is like the actual building. Yeah, I'll be like, y'all trying to go to the movie theater, and they be like, you mean movie theater? Movie. And I'm like, that sound that don't even sound right to me. Let me see movie theater, movie theater. I mean, they, nah, they both sound right. I mean, whatever. That's not important. But um. Oh yeah, so they wanted to name it after him, and the mom she went on Fox News and was just like basically talking shit about him. But she had said something. She was like, "And to think that kids are gonna go in there and like feel like um bad about themselves because like it says Dave Chappelle, thinking that like he he's like some terrible monster like that enslaved people or something." I know. So he was like, "You know what?" He gave this like whole long good speech. The the specials on Netflix actually. I think you should watch it. It's like thirty minutes, um, just like basically encouraging the kids and telling them never like to bend to uh, the sword and stuff like that, and like always express. But it was basically like about art, artists, and art and how important it is to society. Mm-hmm. But um, and like he unveiled the new name. He was like. I don't even want, I don't want it named after me because I don't want any kid to ever feel like that, whether they do or disagree um, disagree with me or agree with me. And uh, he named it the building of artistic freedom. And he was like, whenever y'all ready, you can just put my name on the top of it. And I was like, this nigga cold as fuck. That's cold. Yeah. I heard this one story about him, right? And I don't know if it's true, but they said he was basically at like some type of comedy club and the dude who was running the show was like, you got to do a, a tight 10, which I don't know what that means, but I, I, I think it means like you have 10 minutes. Yeah. You have 10 minutes to like perform. And th- cause he was like, you have 10 minutes p- to perform because it's somebody else's night. I think the, the dude's name was like Doug or something. And then Dave Chappelle was like, Oh, it's Doug's night. Okay. So then he went out, performed for 10 minutes and then before he left, he was like, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette out back. Whoever wants to come and listen to me talk, just come out back and, and, and we could do that or whatever. So he went out to the back, smoked a cigarette, took the whole audience with this nigga. And this nigga, Doug, he probably had nobody. <laughs> Bro, was- imagine trying to follow up Dave Chappelle exactly. on just a random comedy night. I would be mad. I'll be like, just let me go first. Oh, God. <laughs> That nigga really took him outside though. That's that was cold as fucking I heard. Oh yeah, he he's a goat. Like Joe yeah. Rogan, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately instead of music. 
Uh-huh. And Rogan was like, Dave Chappelle is one of those, like, he was always, like, going to be on this level. And you can tell he never bent knee to the sword, and he still got to where he wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. And with that said, welcome to our first commercial break. What's good, y'all? Welcome back from the last commercial break. You know what I'm saying? You know, man, like, life's been pretty, pretty strange these last couple weeks. Um, It's kind of, like, messed up because we didn't get our chance, you know, just as adults and stuff. We kind of, like, coming out into the real world. I mean, we still got our, like, training wheels on being in college, but, like, it's kind of a fuck time, you know, just to become an adult. I, I wish it was like this when I was a kid, kind of. Not, not, I kind of wish it would never get like this, yeah. but, like, I wish I wasn't an d- adult when it was like yeah. this because, like, it's hard to just save money right now. I realized, like, you know, being at work, like, what the economy really, like, fucking does. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? And, like, how this money really stops, like, everything like just the movement of money and and um commerce e-commerce and stuff yeah because ups it's like a postal shipping company right so when i started there it was before gas prices started getting super outrageous and shit like that um and that's another thing like they they keep saying that gas prices are going down bro everywhere i've been like in my uh radius like around where i live they've just been steadily going up so i'm like bro like i feel like reality ain't what it seems it's it's what is around you and what you're experiencing and how you feel so like bro fuck what the internet said but um damn what was i saying just right before that my bad no you just you was talking about uh the gas prices nah right before that Oh, about how they was taking money out to, or like, no, how? Oh, yeah, so commerce, right? The economy is fucked up. So before people started, before gas got bad, uh, I started that job, and we would always start early as fuck, like 3, 3.15, 3.30 at the latest every day because there were so much packages coming, and we would have so much work to do. And now, like, a couple months have gone by, and we're starting later. We started like four, four fifteen. Um, are like we we are we get a bonus if we we get an attendance bonus on like some fucking school shit. And I it really like shows you that like school, all it's prepping you to be is a worker bee for society. That's all it's doing is prepping you to be all the genius, all the people who actually like going to like make a difference. I feel like that aren't from like the cesspool of poverty um that we call cities they're all homeschooled all these billionaires and like people who run these companies and CEOs they're all homeschooled because school it kind of morphs you to be this worker be you go to school 5 days a week you work usually 5 days a week have 2 days off usually it's the weekend but um like we get this attendance bonus and it was a hundred dollars and they moved it up. They were like, all right, we're gonna give y'all 125 now. It it stayed like that. And it this shows you like how bullshit jobs are. It stayed like that for three weeks. Then they had to put it back down to a hundred because 
um, they weren't getting enough money in as a company. And they didn't tell us nothing. So they kind of had us thinking that it was still 125 for like a month after it wasn't just so like we wouldn't be mad. And I'm like, wow, that's like some real grimy shit. It made us, I don't know, like if the reason was for the economy or if they just wanted us to like feel good about some shit just to take it back. But it made us feel like y'all niggas just like bullshitting us. Like, you feel me? But now we start working like 4, 4.15 every, like this week we're starting at 4.15 every day. Literally an hour after I usually started when I started there. Um, It's like a lot of just standing around now because we don't have as much packages coming and stuff. We were supposed to be getting a $3 raise. Now we're only getting an 86 cents raise um, in August because, you know, like, they can't afford it or whatever. And I'm like, damn, like, I'm kind of like getting nervous, like actually nervous now that we might really be hitting a recession soon, yeah. like a big one. Yeah, I heard we're supposed to until like 2023, 20. And, and we just gave another 1.8 billion to, to Ukraine, nigga. <sighs> I don't, like, I... <laughs> Hey, like we, I, like I don't have the answer no more. I really, I don't even have the question no more. I really don't. I don't get what the issue is. Yeah, but but what you think about that, bro? Like, not not the one point eight, but like the other stuff. Yeah, I think first of all, bro, I don't even fucking know because I just checked my bank account while you was talking, and I kind of just got pissed off because my job ain't fucking pay me yet. It's, it's, I mean, maybe we might have to get paid on the 20th. Maybe I'm tripping, but I don't think I'm tripping. But, yeah, so, you feel me? I don't really – oh, actually, I got gas yesterday. I can talk about that. I remember when I first got this car, right, which was, like, 2020, maybe. And, like, my grandma would give me, like, $20 and be, like, go, fill, go like, put half a tank or whatever. And that would give me half a tank. I spent $30 yesterday. Didn't even get half the tank. Damn. Um, yeah, $30. $30, not half the tank. And it's a little ass car. You know what I'm saying? It's not no like no diesel, no big truck, no Ford F1 250, Ram, Dodge Central. This is just, you know what I'm saying, a Hyundai Elantra, Henry the Honda. So for it to be, you know, $30 for not even half the tank, I, I'm befuddled. I'm befuddled. That's crazy, actually. I feel like. <clears throat> Was it at like E? Yeah. Nah, it was a little bit above E. But like, so that means like 60 wouldn't even get you a full tank. Nah, usually it's like seven, it's like 65, 70 to get a full tank. That's bro, and that's so much, bro. I remember when $30 regular man. glass? Regular gas? Nah, I get the middle one. Oh. Uh, I don't know which one that one. The 89. I mean, you yeah, bro. You bougie. Nah, fuck that. That, that nigga breaking down. <laughs> fuck that. Bro, but uh man. I was gonna ask you about, you know what I'm saying? Something. Is that is that cool with you? And I wanna ask the fans too, everybody listening. We appreciate y'all for listening. But I got a question for you. I got a question for them. Now they they can't really give me an answer unless you want to DM us or tag us in a story. When you when you answer the question, that would be tight. Make sure you tag us, mine, and they hit you too. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, on Instagram. So yeah, 
But the question I got for you, right, is how do you feel about the like the divide between art? Because this this relates to YSL, to Dave Chappelle, you know what I'm saying, to all of that. How do you how do you feel about the divide between art and like reality? Like, should there be should there be things, should art be like all inclusive, you can say whatever you want to say without any type of repercussion, or should art be somewhat restricted so that so it's not, you know what I'm saying? It's not offensive or too rampant for the mat or for people to not get offended by. I think art is so important that it is what gives life to society. Without without art, there would be no society. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't believe there would be yeah. society without art, because it makes people. It gives people a reason to be civil, to enjoy art, to enjoy these things. So I think art should be how it's always been. You know, free expression of the human psyche. You know. So I don't think, and and that's the thing, like, what is reality? People try to create their own reality, but reality is in your head. Reality exists only where you are allowed. So if people are trying to create a reality and put it onto you, no, art should always exist outside of that because art is your purest creation. It comes only from you. It's what you see in your mind and you're manifesting into the real world. So you can't try and put restrictions on my, my reality in my mind when you're already putting restrictions on my world that we live in. You know, art is art is everything. Art is art is more real than this computer we're talking about. You know, a painting, the Mona Lisa is more real than anything in in my room. You yeah. know, because there's like you gotta think about art like there's been wars fought over just the theft of art of paintings and shit like niggas went and died like thousands hundreds of thousands of niggas have died over art and that just like tells you how important it is like i don't think without art there'll be society so i think definitely there should never be restrictions on art what do you think and i to 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 add on to that I think art a lot of times in the past has served as a way, like almost like a diary for some people of on like how they felt, how society was. And I think when you look back at history, it's so important that you have those little hiccups almost in like the flow of society through music. Like, for example, there's this one nigga in Russia. Actually, I, I may be making this. I'm not making this up, but this is based on a true story. I just don't know what the true story, who the true story is, but this is based on the true story. Basically in Russia, it was like a time of like oppression and the composer wrote a very like, like it, the, 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 the music reflected like the oppression and how he felt about the oppression. And I think having things like that, that it not, that isn't very fitting to like, the interest of people at that moment. Mainstream like, opinion. Exactly. Like, it's not going to be, like, in the club. But having that for people to look back upon and be like, 
this didn't go with the flow of society and this shows the other side of society that we should also pay because you can't just pay attention to the good of the society you also have to pay yeah attention to the bad and that's why i think the bad is everything yeah and that's why i think exactly you know you're only as never mind but dave Chappelle, i think the way no, but before before you say that like you know you learn from your mistakes you learn from the bad we have to keep we're trying to advance as a human race and civilize the domesticate what the animal part of us and to do that we have to learn from our mistakes because we're more dangerous than any animals to ever been because we're smart and we can do real damage to each other and to the earth and to the universe damn near probably but so we gotta like really learn from the shit we've done and if you think about it that what are the history books gonna say about this time and, and shit that happened around this time they're gonna say whatever the mainstream narrative wants it to say but when you listen to music from that time when you look at art from that time you get to see how people actually felt and how people were actually living during that time and also with comedy specials which i think you were about to talk about with the dave Chappelle. yeah so yeah i feel like dave Chappelle in this time where like everybody's walking on a like we talked about earlier and i'm so happy that it came full circle because like every like you said earlier everybody is used to the internet world and walking on eggshells and what they have to say but i feel like dave Chappelle gives that insight and that peek into the real conversations that we have in the real jokes that we have in real conversations with real people because he said i mean obviously he's a comedian and he's doing it at the highest level and I'm not saying like me or nobody else is like him, but like when you're hanging around your friends, you usually have conversations like that where you have dark humor and you know what I'm saying these edgy things because you feel comfortable around them. So I feel like, in, so when they look back in history, they're they're they'll probably be like, or there'll probably be that duality to the society that wouldn't be accomplished if we only talked about the mainstream or what the mainstream uh, media wants to talk about exactly like artists artists what gives life meaning damn near you know it's what gives life color exactly so i i don't think there should ever be restrictions put on art but you just like so earlier i watched this movie I, it was like called 12 strong or something like that and it was like about the 9-11 the first team that went out um right after 9-11 and like touched down in the middle east the first team and it was only 12 people and imagine that like you going to war and like you the first lines 12 of y'all no backup the the close like for um help was nine hours away so it's like nobody's coming to rescue us like there's no backup you know like they had to fly a, a fucking helicopter twenty five thousand feet above and like helicopters aren't supposed to fly like more than like ten thousand feet like above the air so they're in the and like there's no back and shit they're freezing because they're like in the clouds like it's a fucking airplane for nine hours they had to fly like that over mountains and shit throwing up they don't even have oxygen masks and these niggas about to they on the front like about to go to war oh just 12 God. niggas bro, bro it bro. gave me so much respect for the yes, little, like, bro, 
Bro, so I'm like, these are just built different, bro. Because I'd have been yeah. on that helicopter, like, man. But that's the thing, like, the like they're definitely built different. Like they, <laughs> like the actors definitely didn't give respect to. I feel like how them niggas act, like badass them niggas actually are. But like, they was like, they like cracking jokes, like about to go to death, basically cracking jokes, smiles and shit, like good, like in good spirits, using dark humor because they about to see the darkest shit in the world. They're yeah. about to go to war. So, like, you know, like, they throwing up and shit as they're in the air still making jokes. Like, all right, wake up. Are we about to go? And they're like, yeah. Like, they, like, and it was like, so I went paintballing yesterday, right? And that shit, it, it, it gave me in a different mode. Sometimes when I'm, when I be in hikes and shit, I don't be wanting to, like, get by bugs and, like, get on the ground. I'll be like, oh, I'm not trying to do that. When I'm paintballing, nigga, it's go time. You feel me? I was fucking like, I fucking dove in a thorn bush just to get, a vo- yeah, nigga, like, it be serious, nigga, like, it's like, again, this like, I'm at war, nigga, I don't want to die right now, so, like, I'm bending, like, down, like, in the, in the brush, like, you down and dirty with it, because, like, my, um, roommate, Ken, shout out to you, Ken, uh, he's Chinese, and we're gonna get him on the pod, actually, but he's my Chinese roommate, that uh came here during high school and he lived like with this host family and his host family like they're well off and they their neighbors they do like every month a paintball uh like a bunch of games at his property he has like a paintball course on his property that he built so um it's like a nice size too so we like run games huh that's tight as fuck Hell yeah, yeah, like hella paintball guns and shit. So we run games and shit. And um, so like, but it's like in the actual, like he has a bunch of trees and forests and shit. So it's like in the actual woods, forest type shit. So like you hiding behind a tree to get cover. Like it's like real, like that's what I'm saying. Like I was really in the brush, like bending down. And these niggas, like they look badass when they on, on their shit. Like they got like, big ass AK type paintball guns and like they like decked like they, they in the military Are they cold? bro yeah they cold as fuck <laughs> they cold as fuck that's the thing so I'll be getting murked bro I'm swap bro like yesterday um like we was playing it was six on six and like um they got like on three of our people out so it was like three on or three on five I think I got one of their people out and um but you know, some of them are old heads, so they don't like run, they just like stay in one spot. But they nigga, they be gunning though. And um <laughs> and I was like behind a bush, like I had cover, and we was like firing at the dude's son, and like we was both firing heavy firing him, and we just started getting three shots from three different directions. I I like had to get down in the thorn bush. I got down and I was like, oh shit, oh shit. See, this is why I gotta get a GoPro. This shit was crazy. I got down. And um, they was like coming in on me. He was like, "You gotta get out of there. You gotta get out." Of there. I was like, "All right, cover me, cover me." <laughs> he and he has like this like the, um, like a machine gun type uh paintball gun. It like shoot t- two shots every second second type shit. So he's like, uh, start shooting shots, and I start sprinting. I'm like, <sighs> and I'm like fucking like jumping, diving. Shit. Like it was funny as fuck. But Bro, that shit's not ever funny. Yeah, like I just burned that up because like um yeah, you should come out and play sometime. But um just come out here. Yeah, just in there, I'll right back on the flight. 
Nah, but uh, I bring that up because, like, when I was watching a movie, I was like, damn, these niggas is, like, going to fucking war, like, and, um, like, they had horses. It's like, that's, that's, they had horses and guns. Oh, they had 12 my of them. God, bro. I mean, they, they, they like, linked up with, like, this, um, like, little militia. I think it was only, like, 500 or 1,000 niggas going against the whole Taliban. And nigga, they had it was all horses. horses, and these niggas had tanks and shit. Nigga, they got all horses, bro. Yes, I don't said, bro, just let me go on my feet, nigga. I'm gonna ride this horse. Them niggas got on horses, right, bro? And at, at the very beginning, like, and you know, you in a, a fucking brand new country, you don't know these niggas. They all look like the niggas that just bombed the fucking World Trade Centers, and um, they was like being hard asses and like. They didn't know if they was going to sell them because it was like, you know, the price for each one of y'all alive is a hundred thousand. And one of them was like, damn, that's it. <laughs> like yeah. that's all the Taliban going to say want for all one of us. But, um, so they was like, damn, we don't know if we're going to get fucking sold. And it's only 12 of them niggas at the very beginning. As soon as they touched down, they had to split six and six. Because oh. they 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 only had six horses and they had to get on a fuck they had to ride the horses uh, I think it was like half a day to where the Taliban spot was and like six of them had to stay behind. Oh. <laughs> My God, they had to ride horses to where the Taliban fucking yeah nigga they went into battle against the tank with the fucking horses. Nigga. Oh, did they win? <laughs> with the on the horses they shooting riding bro that bro that there was like this scene. They had like a machine gunner on the back of a truck, tanks and shit. And it was like after like they had the airstrike come through and they was like trying to finish off, but it's still like hella niggas alive and shit. There's still active tanks and machine gunners. These niggas are running towards them on a fucking horse, not even being able to aim the fucking gun properly, killing these niggas. Bro, I was I was like, bro. Wait, wait what's that on? It's on Netflix. Bro, what's it called? No, just text me what it's called. It's like 12 strong or 12 down. It's nigga, bro. bro if nigga, if they would have told me to go on some horses, nigga, I'd have been like, bro, I just rode this dumbass helicopter for 18 hours, whatever, <laughs> nine hours, whatever the fuck. And then I land to some fucking horses to go fight tanks. Bro, that's literally like bringing a knife to a gunfight. Like this literally. shit you're not supposed to do. Did exactly. they win? Or, or no, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell I mean, Nigga, it's don't tell, don't tell, don't tell. Oh, oh, like that team. I don't even know because I like I, I got 30 minutes left to watch. It's like two hours long. Oh. It's like kind of like a documentary movie type shit. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. And like, bro, it's bro, it's so good. But um, yeah, I gotta watch it. And um, like, bro, there's like kids in the battlefield and shit. Like, kids are a part of the other army. And, like, so they get on the ground, they meet these kids, and the kids are, like, just in awe. They see Americans. Like, there's this black dude. and I mean, like, my bad, my bad. But, like, yeah, bro, it's it's real good. And it just gave me so much, like, a newfound respect for, like, veterans in the military, especially, like, war veterans. Because, like, these niggas, like, I mean, like, I'm sure they – they didn't have to do that, like ride on fucking horses. But still, but still, that shit. But these was niggas hard. had to like advance t- towards gunfire. You know, like how scary it is to get shot at, and to have to like walk, walk towards shit? it. Yes, <laughs> bro, that's cr- like 
I, it's one thing, bro, that I, that you know I like America. For the most part, I think it's you know the best of a work of a bad situation, but the one thing that they need, I mean, there's a lot of things that they need to improve on, but one of the things that they really need to improve on is improving the lives of veterans when they come back from war because that it makes to me it makes no fucking sense why any any person that fights for this country should ever be, should ever even be money secure like insecure. Like, to be so real, especially if they got, like, welfare and shit for people that's poor, like, there needs to be some type of setup. Do you think it's, like, do you think that for all veterans or just war veterans? For for most veterans. It depends on, I don't know. Right? Like, you can be a, like, veteran and, like, just been in for, like, six years type shit. Yeah, or you could have just you're been, technically like, a, a veteran. Or you could have like, been, like, a nurse or something. But, like, you never went to, like, the battleground. Or I mean, like. Because, like, nurses, they still, like, because my dad, he was a nurse when he was in the military. I mean, when he was in the Army, he was, like, active military. Like, he was out, and he was never at war, but, like, he was in the Middle East. You know, I I was sure he saw shit on fucked up shit. But when he was a nurse, like, um, and the shit was going on, because that was after 9-11 and shit, like, he, I remember, like, I was, like, hella young. And this is, like, when I think this was like the first instance, like I started to lose my innocence, but like he had to go away for like a couple months to like Saudi Arabia. And, um, but I mean, he was just a nurse, but like, yeah. I remember like they had, he had, he took a gun on the plane. It was like my first time, like seeing um a gun, I think. And I was just like, dang, like they really like letting them take that on the plane. That's cold as fuck. Like that's like, that like, was was like, like they just take guns on a plane. You feel me? That was kind of cold. But um, <laughs> oh god, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but um, so like I, I don't know. Like he probably like dealt with like niggas that got like that blown off. Fucking, like I don't know what he saw out there. But so like, but there is also like veterans who like they was in the military and they they worked like a desk job here the whole time. Yeah. Like, yeah. do you think they should like? Have I mean like you feel me? I was just from your perspective, bro. You know what? I, I don't fucking know. I maybe I don't have the answer for it. I just think they should come up with an answer. That's they yeah. time. They the experts. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a citizen. I just state my complaints. Y'all supposed to fix it. No, for real. Like I would like, say. Oh my bad. No, I, was, I, I would. Hold on, I would say like huh? real quick. Um, I think like. All like um max veterans should should never have to worry in their life. And that's like the max is if you serve 20 years, you know, oh. then you can retire. So or if you serve 20 have... years, even if because like you're you're probably gonna see a war within that 20 years. Like the US is gonna be in some shit. Like we not we're probably not gonna have hell of soldiers deployed, but like right now we're like we got troops deployed or we got troops at site in Ukraine. They're just not doing nothing. They're just they're just chilling over here. But um, so it's like, you know, we're always gonna be in something. And if you're in there for 20 years, even if you're just like doing something here, you're actively like helping the United States military and you're helping secure us. But I think like I'm just thinking like niggas would like if it was just like your veteran period, niggas would yeah. go in for six years and be like, all right, nigga, where my house. Yeah, in my nah. charger. Yeah, maybe I think it should be like 
maybe like the sergeant. I don't know who the head nigga in the or just hire like a new position. That got nah, like, I don't think that. No, nah, just hear me out. Just hear me out. Yeah, hire a new position. They like assess your performance or like what you did in the army, and then you get this little paper that you can sign off or that they sign off, and like if you do, you're eligible for like funding or whatever. Like you're eligible for like a check monthly. Nah. No, nah, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure they all get paid monthly, but it's just like, oh, for real? I'm I'm not positive. No, how? Because how are they homeless? They don't even, how are they going to send them? Yeah, you're money? right. You're right. I, I mean, yeah, you're right. I think, like, personally, I would say, like, war veterans, no matter what, you should get housing, whether you was in it for four years, however, war veterans, you should get housing. Like, you should never come back from what you saw and worry about. A place to live especially because i'm sure it's hard to work too after seeing that hell yeah like you just gotta yeah John. just you just gotta I go like you. from bro from literally literally living on your toes like probably like the niggas that was in vietnam like killing niggas on a daily seeing niggas get killed on a daily you just gotta go work at mcdonald's Me. like how the fuck it's like i come back behind you and scare you and you try and stab yeah. oh god like boo bro you might you know what i'm saying you feel me so like you know, um, I think war veterans should always get secured housing. I think, you know, long-time veterans, whether that's 10-plus years, or I think 20 should also always get it. And I think 10-plus um, years type shit should get, like, um, a certain amount. But I think, like, and, like, I've, I've thought about it, like, the longer you're in, the higher your rank gets. So, like, maybe, like, depending on ranking i don't know i don't really want to do it but i just want i agree with you i think we should definitely improve how we help veterans because the va don't really do shit um you know like we don't do enough for people who have literally fought and died well yeah and died in their families and you feel me also the people who came back and had to train and be right next to these people when they die like that fucks people up i can just imagine and like you know i can't even imagine half of it probably so like we definitely need to improve how we treat our veterans yeah because there's so many people in america right now that's like bro i wouldn't go out there for nobody shit include me damn near but like that's why i feel like for those people that that really are doing it like they are brave souls and they deserve they deserve to be you know redeemed for it oh god and i i was thinking about it, i was like niggas really be here in america like <laughs> like you go fucking um your homies die beside you at war you come back to america to like a fucking 19 year old talking shit about about you to your face and it's like bro like nigga do you know what i just did for you and it's like the crazy thing is like veterans, they'll be like, you know what, I fought for that. And I that's why I yeah, love this. Bro, that's bro, that's the beautiful thing. Like they be so humble. Cause I wish a nigga would tell me. So if I just came back from a war, I wish a nigga would say one bad thing about the military. Cause I, I did all this training too. I'm I, I might just kick their ass. And like oh, for good reason. Like I don't know. I, I couldn't be I, I don't know if I'd be able to control myself. Nigga just yeah. like this. You know what I'm saying? Something I so, just fuck with. So if you're a veteran out there, man, thank you. you know, 
thank you for everything you've done. Yeah. And you know, like, even though, you know, I, I ain't just going to be a dick rider for the military, even though, you know, America has been in situations they shouldn't have been in. That's none of y'all fault. Y'all, y'all followed orders and y'all, you know, secured this country. And we thank y'all for that. And we're going to try and get these fucked ass niggas out of power. So y'all don't got to fight meaningless lords and, and just die meaninglessly for no reason. You feel right. me? But we respect everything y'all do. And that's so fucked up. Like, that's the thing about war. Like, like, like we said earlier, there's, there's been wars over art and shit. So there's been niggas in power that sent niggas to their death over like paintings. And it's like, yeah, that shows you how important art is. But at the same time, it's like their soldiers are like pawns. And like, you don't give a fuck how much pawns you lose in a chess game as long as you win the game. So, you know, like all these people in power, like our government, you know, the new art form, at least for us in America, is money. So they like to start wars over money and, and things that will get us money, like oil. So they will throw away as many pawns as they need to to secure that art, to secure that money, to secure that oil. And it's like, man, those are people, though. Yeah. You know? So, like, it's just, like, so, like, fucked how the world is. We need to get these niggas out of power. Whoa. It's time to fuck up this world. Time to fuck up. Um, um, uh, uh. It's like I'll be thinking about it like they they smart, they evil geniuses, but nigga, we geniuses too. You feel me? And like I'm starting to realize like we or at least me personally, like I really don't give myself enough credit. Cause like I'll see the average nigga or the most regular nigga, like for instance, <laughs> like with music, and they'll like think they shit hard as fuck. And like I, I don't even think my shit's like halfway good. And then like I'll listen to they shit. Like other people say they shit good. I'm like, nigga, my shit is like 50 times better than this. Maybe I really am like that. If I don't even think this shit is good. And I'm like, maybe I really am like, really like supposed to be one of those next motherfuckers up. And like, when I talk to people and like, I say shit and it's like an epiphany to them. And I'm like, why ain't you, like, this isn't nothing, you know, too crazy of thinking. Like, this isn't no you know, prophecy that just got spoken. Like, it was just like a bro, regular <laughs> I Bro, I remember I was walking with this girl the other day and, bro, I was like, isn't it crazy like how you can, uh, how you'll just never know what you actually look like? Like just, you know, just because I ain't gonna, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna lie. You know what I'm saying? I, I was a little, I was a little, I was a little, un, I was a little impaired. But I was just a simple thought, and she was like, "She was like, uh, you're 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 trying to sound wise, or some shit." But I'm like, "Bitch, that was like the most." Sorry, I didn't mean that. But I was like, "Girl, that's the most basic thing I could say. Like, that's not like a wise thought. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that's literally just me being like, damn, I wonder if I look different to other people than how I see myself.' Exactly. But like, it's crazy how like those thought those like thoughts that I think are just like normal thoughts are like just are like mind-blowing to some people and I'm like 
I don't mean to be cocky or anything like that. I'm not saying I'm that smart. I just think I don't think I'm really smart. Yeah, I don't. I just think it's just because I like, you know, I like to pay attention. Thinking. Yeah, think. Yeah. That's like just thinking. And it's like, bro, like I think like and like on these evil geniuses too, like, yeah, I know they've taken niggas out. They've done like a lot of evil smart shit. But I'm like, bro, I feel like we're smart too, and we can like really take these niggas down with the power of the internet and like, like the information that's available to us and the tool that the internet and electronics are and how they can be used against somebody that's not paying attention, you know, I really feel like we can like stir some shit up. No, bro, we we definitely can. And, and you know what? To all I feel our, like people may already be. Do you think? Do you think? Yeah, some, sure. I feel like there's a lot of people that are stirring it up, and it's and I don't think they're fixing it yet. Because I think I think what happened, what has to happen first, it has to happen in levels. Everything, like as far as just like racism goes or whatever, they take it away in levels. They can't. They don't just take it away completely. And I feel like there's a lot of people right now. They're breaking down those barriers, some like in music, some in fashion, some in technology, even like, but they're breaking down that for that barrier. So then we can knock down the next one. And hopefully, you know, within our lifetimes, we get to see like a more, you know, just just a, I just want for me, my goal is just have a more prosperous life for like the average black person, because life for like the average black person is pretty trash, like trash is fun. And Even like a good life for the average black person is trash yeah. as fuck. Yeah, but I, I wanted to say, uh, damn, what the fuck do I want to say? What, damn, what were you saying before that? <laughs> I was saying like, I don't know, but I, I had like this one thought and maybe like you'll remember mm-hmm. what you had to say. Yeah. But like, damn, I've I don't know. I, I but I do know what I wanted to say because maybe maybe this will spark yours. <laughs> because like like you were saying about the life for an average black person's trash as fuck. I was listening to the um new Mike Tyson and uh Joe Rogan podcast, which is pretty good so far. And he was talking about like how he's lived his whole life and he's meeting people from when like he was a kid, like young as fuck, seven, eight. And like how they've all lived their lives, and like now they're at the this like fifty years old, and like they've gone down se- separate paths. Like whether he's done boxing, they've done music, they've seen so much fame, so much riches, and they're like all from. He called it a cesspool of brilliance that they all came from. And I think you know we should talk about this after this commercial break. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, from our last commercial break. Uh, hey, I hope you guys got to, I hope you guys thought about what was said before the commercial break. You know what I'm saying? But if you didn't, we're here to expand on it even more. Tommy, go ahead and uh, reintroduce it for us. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically, I was saying, uh, I was listening to the Joe Rogan and Mike Tyson podcast, and Mike Tyson, he was like, he, met he saw these people that he grew up with like for the first time in a long time again or like he met when he was really younger and they went on these different paths and right life and like found success in their own way and like 
you know, made it for themselves in their own way. And they're meeting back up again. And it's like, you know, they're all kind of like finding the same things out and just realizing the same things. And um, he like described it as like, you know, people come out of these cesspools of brilliance, you know, like, you know, these cesspools of brilliance, like breed these type of people like me, like, like whatever, whoever. And, um, you know, he said something like about trainers, like with boxing, he was like, you know, it doesn't take much to be the the greatest fighter. Like you just have to, um, you know, like you just have to like be talented and, and work hard type shit. But he was like, it's, it's like a million times harder to be the greatest trainer because yeah. you have to have that motivation and you have to be able to teach and put that motivation into somebody else. So he was like, if you like have the greatest style, you can throw the best punches. It don't matter if you don't have the dedication, you don't believe in yourself, if you don't have the motivation to do anything, because you know, somebody that works 10 times harder than you can beat you. And I think um, I don't know if he said this, but I heard this somewhere. Um, it might have been Andrew Tate that said this. He was like, You need to work um like you need to prepare for everything that you do, like your opponent, because he was like a kickboxer, like your opponent is having the best day of his life and is fighting his best fight ever, and you're fighting your worst fight ever and having the worst day of your life, life because the audience, the public, they're never going to be like, well, you know, he was having a bad day or he was having a bad week. They're just going to say you lost. And it's like, that's all that matters. And like, I think like that's like a real big thing. Like with fighters, you know, you just gotta be good. But to be a trainer, you gotta like really put that into somebody. Yeah. And that's what like I realized, like maybe we really is just like colder than we think. Because I was like, like trainers, they have to like be able to understand and like explain stuff to people as well as be good. Cause Joe Rogan was like, would you ever like be a trainer to a kid that's like just like you? And he was like, I don't have the patience. Like, you gotta be a certain type of person to want to be a trainer. Like, I've always been a dog. I've always been like me, me, me. I'm still trying to be the best me to this day. Like, it's not like I retired and I'm just done trying to be the best person that I'm trying to be. He was like, if you're ever at a point in your life where you think that you know who you are then um you are a very limited person mike tyson one of the most like smart people ever i know it's crazy but what wait i'm gonna i'm gonna say something about the trainer part because you know i've been like i take this i'm taking this math class right now and it's like it's like calculus for like business or some shit and he's like writing he's like writing the questions out and shit and then he's like he said something really cool. He's like, the teacher said something really cool most of the time. He's like, yeah, somebody really took the time to sit down and like write out this formula that like answers or like that figures out the answer to this. And I'm like, that's so, that's so much harder than just plugging shit into the formula. Like imagine for math, if not only did you have to like memorize the formula and then be able to substitute shit into it, but you had to create the formula. Like, they're like it's just two totally different things. Exactly. Yeah, and so that's why 
I get what he's saying. And it also takes a certain type of passion to want to teach something to somebody. Cause it's, yeah. it's easy to, it's not easy to do it, but when you're- Once you know it, how to do it, you know how to do it. Yeah, not only that, but when you're doing it, you're doing it for yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you go to the gym, like you go to the gym to make yourself better. But like to have that passion about the sport and love the sport so much or love whatever you're doing so much that you want to help the next generation and make sure that, you know, it's up to par with the generation that came before. It just takes a different type of love. But even like against that, like, I mean, like, I agree with that completely. But like Mike Tyson, I'm sure there's there's not many people that have a bigger passion for the sport of boxing than him, even though he doesn't probably want to help nobody because he just probably doesn't have the patience. But it's like when the type of person you have to be like, it's it's not easy to be the greatest, of, obviously, but like it's easy to, once you learn something, like it's easy to do it. Learning is the hard part. The first step's always the hardest. But once you know how to do it, once you learn it, you just practice and get better at it over time. And like you're doing it, but for, and you get it in your own head and your own reality. But for you to try and like take what you've learned and you kind of turned into muscle memory, the stuff you don't even have to think about and put that into understanding words, not even action, but words that another person has to then make into action is a hard thing that a lot of people can't do. And that's why Mike Tyson, he was like, you know, I don't think I would have the patience. I don't think I would be able to be a good trainer to somebody because I'm just not that type of person. And I was like, bro, like, and he, and Joe Rogan was like, he, and he was like, there's only like, he was like, you think that I'm like a one in a lifetime type of person. He was like, if I'm one in a million, um, then he's like, if I'm the greatest boxer, like one in a million, one in a generation, the greatest trainer is like one in a trillion. Like he doesn't exist. Like it's so, I would not, not greatest trainer. He was like the, to be both of them, the greatest trainer and the greatest boxer at the bet, like same time. It's like unfathomable. It's like something that just doesn't exist. Cause you're either like good at one or the other or the best at one or the best of the other. It's, it's very seldom you find somebody that is the best at both. And that's why like, and I don't know, cocky shit, but I feel like I have the ability to teach somebody something that I'm doing with some stuff, not everything, and as well as perform at a high level. At it. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be the greatest, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm going to be the greatest me, you know, in, in all of existence, but I don't think I'm going to be the greatest, you know, whatever. I just think I'm, I'm going to be the best that I can be. And, you know, like, I, I have the passion for this shit where I, I want to spread and, and give to the next generation just because I want to see how far music, you know, specifically can go. But, um, you know, like, it kind of, like, makes me, it makes you wonder, like, what what is, like, the greatest person? Like, you feel me? Is the greatest person the epitome of a human being? somebody who was working the hardest to be the greatest they can be, you know, the Buddha, you know, but it's only one after he dies, he's just gone. Or it's the greatest person, somebody who's working the hardest to be who he can be and still 
have his hand back and is pulling everybody else up with him. Wait, can you repeat the first person? So the first one, he like is like a super god. He he just shows the potential of what human can be. Oh. So he show he gets to a level where he can meditate and levitate and have telekinesis and shit. But he never teaches anybody how. So he's just like damn near a folklore. Some people know about him, like Jesus. Like it's just him, like up there above everybody else. People put him on this God level because nobody is even close to ever being like him. But he's just a man who I'm not saying I'm not saying this is Jesus, you know, for y'all religious people, but he's a man who just elevated the who transcended to what man can can eventually become, can be. And um is that person better? And whoa, this is low like low key. Damn. It's yeah. kind of crazy. This is the Jesus character complex because is that person better where you get to the point where you can come back from the dead and shit because you're just, you've elevated that much in your human being, your psyche, your physical, or is the person who is elevating to the highest point he can get and still be able to reach down and pull the next person up that has the rest of society with them and pull everybody up. Who's the best, better person? Who's like the best person, do you think? The person who's got to the highest level or the person who got to the highest level and is still trying to help everybody else come? I mean, probably, I mean, easily the second one because he they did the same thing no, nah, it's not the same thing. No, no, he no, doesn't get wait, as far. Oh, he doesn't get as far. No. Oh, then the other one, easily. How? Because I feel like, well, I mean, it depends on how you look at it. To me, I feel like the person that climbs his way to the top is obviously better on a scaling level, but also you gotta think about it's not his duty to help anybody else, and not only is it not his duty. People can't always learn if you're helping them get because what's the point if he was a super no not not necessarily I'm not saying like literally helping them like like he's holding himself back well in a sense but like I'm saying he's still staying close enough to you because you gotta think about it reality exists in your head so you can go 100% commando and cut off the rest of the world and only exist in your head and elevate to those next levels where you stop using language because you're meditating and your thoughts is now like literal visions and shit and and you don't even use words no more so you can't even communicate with people but you're the greatest human being that ever existed because you can levitate and fucking have telekinesis and shit but you can never share that with people because you've completely cut yourself off is that person better than the person that still wants to stay connected to people, but try and become the greatest person? Like he's the greatest you can be at while still being able to connect and talk to other people. You feel me? Like which person is better? Well, I feel like still the first one is better just because if they're both trying to reach the same goal and one is reaching there, one is reaching. Wait, my bad. I didn't like, I kind of just reach for, like re-explain the question, but I didn't explain like my point. My point is like, I've like recently I've been looking at, I've been like really like 
I've lived lives before, like I have past lives type shit. And it's making me realize or or think, you know, this is all, you know, just a thought experiment, everybody. Don't take my words literally, but this is how I live. So it's making me realize that, you know, life, like everybody is you in a different body, you know, so you've done this before and it's like, you want to help yourself. You know, like you're, it's not even like you're helping other people. You're helping another you and another body understand. And, you know, like just the events that happened to you in this situation and the life you got right now was able to give you the insight to see, because think about it. If we didn't do this podcast, if we was like really just on our meditation shit, we could be way farther along if we didn't pay attention to what's going on in like the real world. So we could talk to people about it and converse about it. We could be way farther along mentally than we are. But I've gotten messages from people saying like how much the podcast and like the videos and stuff has just helped them get through the day and like helped them want to better themselves and stuff. And I, I can like literally see how we're helping people, which makes it like that much easier to just keep on doing that. But if we were 100% commando, we could just be by ourselves. And I think since I'm looking at everybody as me in a different life in a different body, like the goal is to transcend humanity into the best we could be. So I'm not going to try and be the best I can be in this lifetime just so it dies with me. Like I think about like wealth, like if I become a trillionaire right now and then like I just die and like, let's say all my wealth just goes with me. Like, what was the point if I didn't give, a billion to at least a hundred other families and made a hundred billionaire families instead of just one trillionaire family. Like I feel like that is way more powerful than just being the greatest. If that makes sense. I feel like that is the greatest person for real. I feel like that's why LeBron people say LeBron is better than Jordan. Yeah. Jordan is the best individual player that's probably ever played, but LeBron has helped fucking scrubs become nba champions like the highest level ever like literally like trash ass niggas that were starting so i feel like you know that person that that stays back to help people like you helping yourself i feel like that's the greatest no i mean i i get it i do i just feel like at the same time like you can't want what's best for people if they don't want it and I feel like you get to a certain level where they're just. I mean, that you would only be like, because like you're not literally staying back and holding up the whole of society. You're reaching your hand back for the next person that can reach your hand. Because people like you can, you can, the greatest person, the fastest runner can fucking out sprint everybody. But he's like just staying back for the second fastest nigga. The fa second fastest nigga is still faster than everybody else but he's closer to everybody else than the fastest nigga would be if he just ran. That's what I mean. Like you're not necessarily halting yourself or anything you would be able to do. You're just giving, you're stopping. You're not making the greatest album that could ever be made in like being the best music artist that could ever be because you want to do some Kanye shit and help the new generation be great too. So there's also great. There's other Kanye's after you're you retired and you're gone there's also other great niggas you can still be kanye 
you still be one of the greatest, you feel me? Like, or do you still just you 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 think the other one? No, nah, I mean, because the, the track analogy was like, I okay, <clears throat> I feel like Kanye for what he I feel like okay, this, this is this this is how it's gonna make sense. I feel like for what Kanye was trying to accomplish, he did the best thing that he could have done, right? So it's like I think it becomes whatever you're trying to accomplish, you got to do the best in that. So if you want to accomplish, you know, helping people out, then you do the best with creating the album like Jesus or whatever, like an album that really affects the future or affects who you want, to, want it to affect. But maybe on another album or just another time, you want to just make charge of it. So, you know, you just want to get the statistic, the numbers out the way then you should do that and you shouldn't be holding back. You shouldn't hold back for anybody else because also you got to think about if me help, if, if, if I'm, if, if I'm in first place and somebody's running behind me and I reach out my hand to help them, they'll never be better than me no matter what. So I'm just helping them be worse than me already. So I feel like at the same, at like, if, if, if somebody's leading by example, and not by like helping somebody, I feel like that's better because without aid, you have to figure out how to do it by yourself. And you have to really figure out how to be better than the next person or how to transcend to that level like that other person did rather, because the 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 prize is, the victory isn't in the destination, it's in the journey. So if I'm halting your journey, or if I'm not halting, but if I'm cutting your journey short by helping you out, then you don't even you once we get to the top or once you get to the top, you won't even have the same experience and the same jewels and knowledge that I have because I helped you get there. I gave you that 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 aid that I didn't have. So therefore, so you, you think have that like you think the greatest is meant to be the pioneer and pioneer his way all the way to as far as you can get, and then like everybody else just see like. I mean, like, I, I understand what you're saying. And, like, I agree with it to a certain extent. And just, like, part of me is just, like, like, that's that's that capitalism mindset, which is, like, what made America what it is. But, you know, America's, like you said earlier, the best of a bad situation. You know, it's the pipe dream, the the, you know, art show we put on but without the reality we want to face you know it's it's the american dream because you got to be sleep to believe in it because it's not really the dream it's just it's not it's not what it seems and like i feel like that same mindset is like if you're trying to if you just try to fucking be the best which like of course it's go go right as a human being and we need those pioneers to show us how far we can get but sometimes like if you're really the greatest you can get you you i feel like you know like all human beings are a piece of god and and we're all just god playing an experiment on himself and on the universe to see like how he how a certain intelligent being would react in certain situations. And I feel like the experiment is, you know, like all we're going through is like a trial, tribulations, a test to see if we're ready to see 
what everything actually is to know the actual truth to know you feel me like know everything just to know right so because right now we're we are beings of the unknown just venturing out and trying to figure things out so if we we can get far enough we have the ability within us to transcend fully to that god mode where we can't even reach back to the unknown because we know too much and it just doesn't connect even right now when we learn just a little bit about history we can barely talk to half of the half of our like people our age now because they're still living in the unknown the abyss and like we we speak about one situation because we have knowledge of prior situations because of that but since they're living in the unknown they can't see that it's just a bunch of fog to them like they can't see past that and we can never connect to them we can't reach back and get them because we're going too far in the known and that's what i think it is like obviously we're not too far we're like we can't you know pass the information down to somebody that's still in the fog that can get back to them and make that bridge you know i feel like everything we're about is making that bridge we're not like about or at least, I don't know, everything MDH about, I feel like, for sure, is about building that bridge between society. And I think if you can, if you're just trying to be the GOAT, you know, which there's nothing wrong with that, you're not building that bridge. Your your mission isn't to build that bridge. It's to just try and be the greatest. And I feel like you can get far away from society, from the the next human being when doing that. And that's why I think personally, the greatest person, the GOAT, is the one that can get far. And like, I mean, actually far, not just like a little farther than the next nigga, like a substantial amount, but they're still out able to come back to the unknown and spread his knowledge of the known without being disconnected. Because a lot of people, they get too far in the known that they can't find their way back to the unknown to spread that. And that's what I meant by like, I think venturing out to the unknown far enough to where it becomes known to you is good. But if you get too far to where you don't, like you can't even turn back, you know, it's like explorers. Like, yeah, if Columbus wanted to go all the way to, let's say, Antarctica, he could have, but he would have been stuck there. And like, it just would have been him there. But he he went to, let's say, South America. And I know this isn't fucking right, but it's just an expression, y'all. He went to South America because he was able to come back. And I should, probably shouldn't have used Columbus either, but he because he was able to come back, that's what made it so much better because people was able to come with him next time. But if he just went as far as he could go by himself, like nobody would ever know. No, yeah, that was, yeah, that was beautiful. I think, yeah, I think being able to come back and, and share and be able to like communicate what you gain is important. So yeah, I think that's important. I think it I think it's important to be able to to communicate your to communicate whatever you're trying to without being like too disconnected to the point where it's just like incomprehensible to the average person. But then again, I feel like man, fuck all that. No, nah, I'm just nah, but like then I feel like at the same time, fuck because you can't you can't want for others what they don't want for themselves. And I know like, not, not for this specific example, but I know there's a lot of people out there who are holding on to situations that 
they should cut off just because they either see the light or they, they try to see the light in the situation or they don't feel like that person is dragging them down. But I feel like sometimes if you get attached to a parasite, trying to, you know, prioritize being able to help them out over yourself leads a lot of people to like a very, you know, un, yeah. uncentered, unself-centered life. And yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. Help. And I, and this is like, this is not pertaining to us, but like for people, like I know like in relationships, this is like popular, especially like when a girl, you know, like this dude would be beating the shit out of her and be like, oh, he's talking. Well, you know what, never mind. Never not do that again. But yeah, no, I feel like, I feel like it's definitely important to be able to help people after you achieve what you do. But uh, also, also be able to notice like the, the parasite. Yeah, definitely. With caution. With caution. Definitely. And um, like, I, I think that was like a good point to make because I, a lot of people like, they they want to be that Jesus complex savior for everybody and like a lot of people they're they're not ready like people just some people aren't ready for the information level they had like um Duncan Trussell he said something that was code on the Joe Rogan podcast he was like you know a lot of people get mad at people when they don't like want to learn about something or get new access to um like something but it's like, what if that person, like, during this life is just supposed to be a regular guy working at McDonald's or, like, just have a regular job? And, like, that's what he's supposed to be doing right now. And, like, when you try and disrupt that, like, it's fucking with, like, his journey on life. Like, because you got to think about it. Like, you can only give, you can only teach certain people about shit that are looking to find answers right are looking to be taught because you can we can say the same stuff to people but if they're not looking for this information then like it's not going to mean anything to them it's just going to be like oh okay it's going to go one ear out in one ear and out the other like you don't know how much code shit i've said to people and at a certain time and since they wasn't ready to hear it like they didn't hear it and then i say it again like or like something similar like a couple months later and they'd be like, damn, you low key like smart as fuck. I'm like, nigga, like I've been saying shit like this for the past couple of months, but you always thought it was jokes and fucking laughed at them. So like, and like, I said that to the homies all the time. Like, I'm like, nigga, like y'all be thinking I'll be kidding. I'll be fucking dead ass. But um, like, I think like it's always important to prioritize yourself you know, in life. And just because you're prioritizing yourself doesn't mean you got to be selfish necessarily. And so I think like, you know, your mental health is more important than your physical health down there. I feel like mental stability and mental health is like damn near the most important thing because reality exists in your head. So as long as you're always mentally good and mentally healthy and you either can weather storms or well honestly i think you should never just want to put yourself in a toxic situation but it let's say you just a fire ass soldier and can weather storms like i think you you if you can do that you know how to move and i'm not going to tell you how you should move because you already know how to move but for people like who want to help people 
make sure you're putting yourself first and make sure you're good mentally because if you're not mentally healthy you can't properly help somebody else how are you going to help somebody else if you you aren't even helping yourself you're not even in the right mindset to begin to help somebody else so it'll be like just a waste of time yeah and energy yeah facts facts prioritize yourself but you know help others and proceed with caution exactly what it's all about but uh like, and yeah. like there y'all there's a lot of like messed up stuff going on in life and society nowadays and you know like it isn't always the prettiest it isn't always the nicest times out there and you know a lot of people are angry because they checks getting shorter gas getting higher bread getting higher and uh they gotta deal with all this shit and then when they run into you and you got your own things going on they might be a little more angry than than usual but you gotta realize that's just you on your worst day you know that's just you on a bad day so you know, I'm just saying that proceed with love, everybody. Proceed with caution, but proceed with love. Mainly. That, was, that was done. Proceed with love. And, you know, I think that's a beautiful place to end it, man. You know, um, you, you got anything else? No, nah, just proceed with love. That was help. That was. Proceed with love, everybody. This is. M- <laughs> we just said that shit like 20 times. <laughs> but, um, yeah, proceed. Proceed with that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Proceed with love, my niggas. Yeah, niggas. But yeah, this is MDH TV with Dre and Tommy signing out. We're going to catch you on the next one. Proceed with love. <laughs> love and peace to all y'all. And we, yeah, we out. Yeah, I don't God. know. Man. We out. Proceed <laughs> with love, my niggas, and we out. Yeah, just proceed with it, bro. Like, all the love, just God. that's all you need to proceed with. L-O-V-E-E-E. Proceed with love. We out. Proceed with that love.